a mom. I am somebody's mom. I am a bona fide mother to a baby named Matthew. This podcast helped me prep for Matthew's arrival and for the haze and hazing of new motherhood, which is why we called it pre-motherhood. We also hope it helped all you other moms out there learn a little something along the way. But now we're pretty much all in our groove, growing, learning, laughing. These days, life is pretty good. It's not perfect, but I would call it good, which is why we've renamed our digital baby from pre-motherhood to now all good in the motherhood. Don't get me wrong, my kid might actually be part Tasmanian devil, and there is many a day where I wonder what the old me would be doing right about now, but I have learned quickly, and it is reinforced every single day, that life is a blessing and it is incredibly sweet. So join us as we continue to navigate these tricky waters. Last time we talked to doulas and we talked to labor coaches, but this time we're going to be talking to sleep trainers and preschool teachers and still other moms. It is the same old pod with a brand new name that reflects our, my, your new arrival. This is All Good in the Motherhood with Teresa Priolo, part of the Fox 5 Podcast Network. Okay, so when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, shit, this is going to be hard. I need some help. Who do I turn to? What do I do? And a friend said, I have just the girl for you. She's going to help you prep for baby and then get your ass back into shape after baby. And I was like, well, who is this girl? What is their name? What is she? In walks, the, what are you, 5'3"? 5'4". Five, 5'4", three? Five, four. Five, four? okay. <laughs> this pint-sized blonde who is a badass with a capital B named Brooke Taylor. And she has not only whipped me into shape, gotten me prepped for labor, she helped me get my body back. Or we're working on getting my body back. Your body is amazing. Okay. Um, She has given me more mom advice than any one person in my life. She has become one of my best friends. She has been so much to me, and yet now I'm going to make her cry before I talk to her about her expertise in fitness. So today on our podcast, formerly known as Pre-Motherhood, but now we are all good in the motherhood, I have my girl, Brooke Taylor, talking about how to get your body back once you pop out a baby. (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. How Thank are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for people to, to hear your little pearls of wisdom, which you share with me twice a week, mm-hmm. and I talk your ear off when we train together. Um, but there are a lot of people who are doing this. There are a lot of people who are sort of trying to specialize in uh, post uh, postpartum, getting your body back, doing everything. But look, some of those people aren't moms. You are. You actually mm-hmm. know what it takes to grow a baby and then to somehow look human again once you <laughs> pop that baby out. So I feel like your expertise is really needed because a lot of people don't really know what it's like. And let me tell you, I trained over 40 pregnant women before I actually was pregnant myself, and it's a whole new ball game. Um, being able to study the books, read the textbooks, teach anatomy courses, and then running into it and actually feeling what it's like to carry a baby for nine months and then deliver it and then what it's like to basically try to regroup and regain strength from the inside out. It's something that you can't explain. It's something you have to experience firsthand. And it's tougher than a lot of people realize. Yes, very much Okay, so, so anybody who just heard you say oot, you oot, you oot in the boat. <laughs> I can't do an accent today. That's the Buffalo Roots in you talking. Yes. Betraying you as you I have become so. a city girl. Okay, so tell people a little bit about you. You're not from New York City. No, I moved here about 14 years ago, and I was pursuing a career in dance. And I started fitness as a side gig just to kind of make some money while I was um, pursuing dance. And then it just kind of morphed into my new passion. And 
I love learning about the anatomy, how to train different people, um, and basically all different walks of life. I met so many people from all different walks of life and being able to teach them what works best for their body. So we looked at different postural deviations, muscular imbalances, and how to correct the form. And then, um, you know, I got hungry. I wanted to learn it all. So I ended up investing in my education. I became an instructor trainer, so I certified trainers. And also... Um, I got 75 certifications under my belt just so I could work 75? with anybody. 75? Yes, but it's, you're how never ma- a master. Ha- what are the 75 things you can certify <laughs> yourself for? But you're never a master in anything. Always want to keep educating yourself so that you can learn more. And I wanted to work with everybody. I didn't want to just have a specific population. But as time went on and I became a mom, I definitely started to specialize more in working with moms because it became a new passion for me. I could relate to them on a new level. I understood what they were going through post-delivery, what their body was morphing into as they were pregnant, and then it just kind of came like a natural um, Thing, gravitation. Right, yeah. yeah. And I think, and I and I, I joked about this, but it's true. Like it, it's, since I've had Matthew, he's a little maniac. Yeah. <laughs> he has more energy than I could ever thought possible in you know a twenty-one pound little human. But when I come to you, I'm like Brooke. I'm exhausted. I'm spent I don't remember if I ate I think I did (laughs) it was a bag of potato chips but I guess that counts as something good and you're like I've been there I get it Mm -hmm. because you have two babies of your own well not babies anymore four and a six-year-old and they've got a lot of energy those two they do and they say when you're active during your pregnancy usually they are very active and high energy (laughs) Matthew's yeah I'm sorry I apologize (laughs) I know when you met him the first time you're like I'm sorry I'm the way I'm the reason you are the way you are Mm -hmm. (laughs) because he I had a super active pregnancy because of you I mean I think look I'm an active person to begin with but when I was training with you when I was pregnant you were really clear like we got to keep your heart rate up but in check you know, mm-hmm. we have to keep you moving. We don't want your body swelling unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that you have the healthiest pregnancy possible. So that's where you came in. And we I know we worked a lot. I think you were the second person I told that I was pregnant. Yeah, yeah I remember you called me. I was at the beach and you were like, I am pregnant. I'm like, hi, my name's <laughs> Teresa. And I think I'm pregnant. <laughs> and you're like, okay, we'll train. But that's the main thing is when, you know, when you're pregnant, it's not about losing the weight. It's about sustaining and developing a healthy house for that baby to grow. And it is keeping your weight in check because that does sustain, help you sustain your energy levels, lets you stay active during your pregnancy, and also makes things just flow a little bit more. Yeah, and I felt you. I remember the, the greatest thing that one of the greatest things that you said to me when I was pregnant was I remember texting you or calling you and saying like I have the worst headache. It was the second mm-hmm. trimester, mm-hmm. and you said get on a treadmill, and I'm like mm-hmm. I can't. I'm t- I'm exhausted. My head's pounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember you saying to me just. Give me 20 minutes mm-hmm. on the watch because Brooke makes you wear a watch, which is connected to a heart rate monitor. Mm-hmm. And that's an, that's like no questions asked. You have to do it, which I've mm-hmm. kind of grown to love my watch now. <laughs> we, we wear a polar watch, but I'm sure people, there's so many different brands. Yes. And you were like, just get on, put on the watch and just get the blood flowing. And inevitably, every single time, my headache would go away. When I had Matthew, I pushed him out and we were really concerned about how big, not how big he was in terms of his percentages, but how big I was getting mm-hmm. because it looked like he wanted to walk out of my belly button. Yes. He just was just, he was making an exit through my belly button. And you, I remember you kept saying to me, we have to be really careful about the exercises that we choose with you because we want to make sure your, your stomach doesn't split. But you were worried about that 
from yes. sort of the beginning. So it, I kind of feel like it's my mom, Dooney, and as a trainer to make sure that we do everything we possibly can to avoid a diastasis recti. Um, what is a diastasis recti? Everyone always asks. Right. It's very common. Two out of every three pregnant women do get it. Um, it's basically a split in the abdominal wall. So we have what's called the linea alba. It goes from the base of the sternum all the way down to your pubic bone. And it's a connective sheath that holds together your left and right side of your rectus abdominis, okay? The rectus abdominis is the muscle that flexes your spine. So anytime Are those you're your ab crunch, muscles? Yes. Yeah. Wait, it's like your six-pack. Six okay. Yes. Six-pack muscles. Got it. So... Um, in order for the baby to grow, the organs get displaced. There's an intra-abdominal force that pushes out on that abdominal wall. And what ends up happening, that linea alba, almost like a rubber band, ends up stretching a little bit more than sometimes it should. And that depends on how you're carrying, um, faulty alignment, um, muscle imbalances, or jumping and jarring movement during your pregnancy that stuff you should not be doing um, can cause that, cause that Excuse me to split. Um, as a result it takes a longer time to heal afterwards, okay? So the steps have to be taken in order to heal it appropriately after, and that's gaining strength back in the TVA, which is your transversus. So in layman's terms, that's almost like a girdle that wraps around your core. It wraps from the center of your, your spine all the way around to the back. So it serves and compresses those organs in and um, basically supports your whole trunk region. Okay. So, so if that's out of alignment or if that... Yes. If that shit's effed up, like, you're, you're in trouble. Yes. And that, that my layman yes. way to explain it. Yes. <laughs> and you're as, screwed. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> and it's not something, it's like code red. Nobody talks about it when you're pregnant. Nobody talks about it, like, before you're about to deliver. It's, it's something that I even learned about as I was training my postnatal clients. And then also, after experiencing it firsthand, I did have a diastasis. I had to learn internally and to figure out how to take those steps to heal myself. Because, I mean, I'm a trainer, and not to say there's train, there's pressure on me as well to be um, back in shape, obviously, for my clients and to show I can do it myself. I'm going to be able to do it for you. Yeah. So, I mean, you felt the need to bounce back, I would think, yes. just as much, if not more, yes. than anybody else. Yes. Um, and you did have a split yourself. Yeah. So we'll show this. When, when we're done chatting for the podcast, I want all, all of our listeners to know that we're going to put a video element up on social my social pages, Fox's, yours as well. Um, and we're going to show you how, what, what a split looks like. Mm-hmm. You'll test on me, which I did mm-hmm. have one. Mm-hmm. Yours is closed, but, there, but you can still see a little bit of an mm-hmm. indentation. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to give very basic stuff as to how to close it. Now, we should tell people you're not a doctor. You're not a nurse. No. You have a ton of certifications, 75 of them. So you are, in my opinion, as much of an expert as there is out there. But you're, but you're not, you're not a doctor. Because I think a lot of people have a split long after and they don't know it. They they give birth, right? I want to say the one thing that you should do for yourself about four to six weeks post delivery, get checked. You know, go see your um, doctor, speak with a pre postnatal trainer or a specialist or a physical therapist. Just get assessed because a lot of women exactly don't know that they have it and they have a protruding belly and then they're like, why can't I lose the baby weight? It's not excess baby weight, it's actually your muscles are overstretched and it's giving that illusion that you're still pregnant. So if you're having that or if you're having a sensation of tenderness along your abdominal wall, um, that can also be a sign that there is a diastasis recti. But you want to make sure that you consult with someone before you undergo any exercise program because one, you can exacerbate the condition by doing crunches and push-ups and planks and moving too soon 
too fast. And I do know people that have done that in other states. They'll come and consult me and be like, what do I do? I feel like my stomach is hurting. And I'm like immediately go get um, a consult with a trainer or someone that is a specialist because you can exacerbate the condition and so much so you have to have surgery to fix it. So yeah. a normal diastasis recti is one to two fingers. If it's usually three, four, five up, then you do have to usually have surgery. But so. I think a lot of people also have back pain. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they don't think they have a split, but they don't understand why their hips are hurting. They don't understand why their muscles are out of alignment. And it could be, in fact, from a split, right? It can be from a split. Also, as you carry the baby, your weight displaces forward. And because you have so much weight carrying forward, it forces the lumbar spine, your lower back, to arch. And your hip flexors get overactive. So because of that, postural deviations happen, also muscle imbalances. And because of that, like I said, that TVA, your transversus abdominis, which we're going to show later, um, it's overstretched. And as a result, it's not supporting the spine anymore. Mm. So that's why a lot of women, especially they're carrying a 20-pound infant and they're constantly lifting and their core muscles aren't healed yet, all that pressure is going on their lower back. And... That's where they can say, oh, I have lower back pain or I don't feel good or my stomach hurts. It's usually because of the fact that all the muscles have weakened so much so and it wasn't healed properly. So one thing for people to know is that your core goes from all the way to your collarbone, all the way down to your glutes. So we're not just talking about your stomach muscles. We're talking about your glutes, your hips, your abductors, the sides of your hips, your butt, um, your hip flexors. Everything from that whole anterior posterior region is responsible for keeping your proper alignment. To be honest, it took me about a good six months, solid six months to actually feel my core and feel centered. What do you mean by that? Feel your core? Because I don't, I mean, I'm sure I had one at one point. I don't know. I don't know where to find it. Feel engaged. Engagement, able to stabilize, like all those unilateral or like stability exercises we do now that you've mastered, those are things that... Mastered? I've mastered You them? are so amazing. Oh, thank you. you don't even realize it. Give yourself credit. <gasps> but um, all the exercises that, you know, you're doing advanced level exercises now, like that stuff that people can't do before they have babies. So like one leg step up. Yes. Or like weighted Throwing your step arm ups. over your head, bicep curl. Back okay. lunges. And you need your core in alignment, yes. obviously. You know, I think a lot of people, especially if they don't have any sort of background in fitness, think, well, my leg has muscles, so I step up on the thing. And then, yes. and then that's how I get up there. And then I, re- you know, and then I just come back down. You know, like, I don't think that people fully understand, understand. how important it is to make sure that your core, not yes. just the top part of the muscles that look good, but like the, bo- the, the, the what are they, the, the, the ones under your belly button. Yeah, it's well, it's is your rectus abdominis. It rectus runs, abdominis. Yeah, all the way down. But it's, you know, aesthetically, women want to get their bodies back as soon as possible because for mostly for aesthetic reasons. They want to... Because Instagram tells you skin, you should. Yes, yeah. They want to fit in their skinny jeans and look good. But the thing is for them to function at an optimal level and that's even picking your baby up being able to build up their energy on the treadmill or taking a workout class they have to have everything in alignment and working as one again because everything like i said got kind of twisted rotated pushed you know flipped it does a number on you it, it, it really does. it totally does. It does i mean miracle of Not life to scare it's people. incredible <laughs> don't get me wrong i would do it a hundred times over i love being pregnant but like it screws with your body. There's just no way around it. And how in 2019 we have not figured out a better way to do this is a whole other discussion for a whole other day. But how many people come to you and say, Brooke, the reason why you lost your weight so quickly after both babies is because you are a fitness professional. You're a dancer. You're paid to look good. You're paid to be in shape and have abs. 
I'm sure you get that a lot, especially yes. on social mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to say, people think our job is very easy. I'm going to tell you something. It's harder and for most fitness professionals to stay in shape because of the fact that we're giving our energy to everybody all day, every day. We're in and out of gyms. For myself, I'm a traveling company, so I'm in and out of private in-home gyms all day long, and then we travel to different gyms in the city. And but for you're me, paid to work out. Ex- yeah, no, I'm not working out with my client. <laughs> That's not a workout. Demonstrating an exercise is not a workout. Um, but I live for my workouts. It's where I get my energy from so I can share it with others. And I start my day with it just like everybody else that I, well, encourage people to do. And um, it's, it's you honestly You always do function. carve out time. Yeah. I mean, on, even when you're sick, I'm like, Brooke, mm-hmm. are you working out today? You're like, of course I am. It's my yeah. me time. Yeah, it but is. Every day you carve out time for yourself. Six days a week. It's my time to just decompress. I put the phone down. Um, I just, it's the one time that I can focus on what I want internally for my body, my mind. It's like my own therapy. And it's away from the kids. It's away from like work. You know, it's, I have a very high demanding, stressful job sometimes. And it's, my go-to. <laughs> yeah, it's how you be- how you became sane. And you always, and the reason I bring that up is because you always said to me postpartum with Matthew, especially during the hell that I experienced, which was the fourth trimester. And some mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. have a really super easy, you know, couple of months afterwards. I felt like I had a tough time. Maybe not, mm-hmm. maybe not across the board, but I felt like what has just happened? Yeah. Life has just totally been flipped upside down. Mm-hmm. And so I remember you saying to me, just move your body. Mm-hmm. Just go for a walk with the baby or better yet, leave the baby with your husband and mm-hmm. just go for a walk. Just get your body moving, get the blood flowing and start to feel a connection within yourself again, mm-hmm. mentally, physically, spiritually, because that's the only way that you're eventually going to feel like you can get back to whoever you were before you had the baby. Absolutely. And I don't, you know, self-care is important. It's not selfish. You need, in order for you to be the best mom, the best wife, you know, even do your job. You have to have some time just to kind of have a little outlet for yourself. And I don't think it's selfish. I think it's necessary. I think it's one hour out of the day. It's 4% of your day. And you should be able to dedicate something to yourself. And so I know you always tell people you have to be cautious about sit-ups. I mean, there are some, there's a kind of like a new movement now where you should never do a sit-up in your life. Yep. You don't need to mm-hmm. do a sit-up. Mm-hmm. Sit-ups are not the way that you get abs. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were very careful with me mm-hmm. when I was pregnant. When I was second trimester, I think it was, we stopped. It was the second trimester yeah. we stopped doing mm-hmm. sit-ups. And you had me doing a whole bunch of other things that you said would make sure that I didn't look like a hot mess. Yes. So the the main thing is whenever I get a client, especially if it's their first pregnancy, you can typically um, resume your normal workout schedule. Like I'm not saying CrossFit or stand on your head, but you can normally... But if that works for you. Yes. Well, I wouldn't advise it personally because it's too much weight carrying and, mm-hmm. you know, especially first trimester you're trying, it's very easy time to possibly miscarry. So you don't want to overstress the body and you want to be working out. Like I said before, I usually keep your heart rate around 140. Um, that's conservative, I know, for some people, but I don't want to, we can boil the amniotic fluid and miscarry. So it's a very special time. You want to make sure first trimester that you're, you know, you're basically creating this house. You're still getting your workouts in. You're still training but you're not overdoing it. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's okay to do sit-ups and ab exercises, usually for first-time pregnancy. Um, second, if somebody had a diastasis recti, we would never go there because your uterus is already expanded and also um, the muscles are already stretched. So if you're doing flexion exercises and you have the baby growing, you're actually more inclined to make that worse. So then what do you do then? Like, how, Especially if you're trying to get your body back after, it, 
if sit-ups aren't going to work, but you want to tone your tummy. It's all the TVA um, you can be doing when you're nine months pregnant. It's still engaging. It's those breathing exercises. It's the stability exercises. You're still getting your heart rate up. You're still involving your core doing standing one leg exercises. Um, it's just in a different way. You're doing it upright. Instead of thinking, I have to flex my spine, I have to do a million crunches in order to feel it. No, you can be doing other exercises that are standing and actually holding your body in alignment that will activate your TVA, which is going to draw that belly button in and make, give you a flat stomach. Anything else that we want to add that we want to tell people about the the, the struggle of postpartum, um, the, the postpartum bar body, postpartum mind. I, I joked earlier, like Instagram tells you you should get your body back immediately. But mm-hmm. now that I'm a year in, so many of my friends are like, I can't, I used to be so active. I used to do it. I can't get it all together. For some reason, it feels like every day is a struggle to do the things that were so seamless beforehand. And I feel mm-hmm. like you have really worked it out. You found some sort of special sauce that gets it all done. It's honestly, it's scheduling, it's planning, and it's priorities. Like, I will, I hate to say it, I'd rather go to the gym and look a hot mess when I see my client. You never look <laughs> a hot sh- mess. Shower, I shower at nighttime. But, you know, like, you know, I'm, it might be self-care in one way, but it maybe not in the other, you know. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's, you know, be kind to yourself. Be patient. Don't push the bill too quick, quick or too much too quick because you can exacerbate the condition. Like I said, make sure you see a doctor before um, or a specialist before you undergo any exercise program. Also, you know, know that the, it takes nine months to make a baby. It's not going to happen right away. But one thing you can control is what you put in your mouth. So know that that's going to affect your mood. It's going to affect anxiety, depression, um, you know, what you're feeding that child. So know that is one thing that you can control. And, um, you know, when all eventually all the pieces will put together, you know, and that comes from mind and um, your body, spirit, and all of a sudden all the puzzles, the pieces, the components will come as one. It's just kind of having the heart to want to do it and motivation to do it. I love you. Thank you. Uh, please don't kick my butt tomorrow when I see you. <laughs> you know you will. I'm going to have to do extra step-ups for this. <laughs> okay. This is All Good in the Motherhood with Teresa Priolo part of the Fox 5 Podcast Network. This episode was recorded, edited, mixed, made awesome by Matt Onimus. The executive producers are myself, Matt Onimus, and Imad Ashgar. Byron Harmon is VP of News, and our Vice President and General Manager of Fox 5 is Lou Leone. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, you just want to say hi, reach out to me on Twitter at Fox 5 Teresa or on Facebook, Teresa Priolo NY. And stay tuned for our next episode.